In this digital first world, the old ways of recruiting are becoming obsolete. Or are they? The talent demands on every business has put TA squarely in the hot seat. Welcome to Talent Acquisition in the Trenches, a real dialogue podcast with talent acquisition pros closest to the front line. We want to talk to our peers who are actually doing the heavy lifting day in and day out. You're going to learn what their biggest challenges are and how they're being solved. I'm your host, Matt Reimer, and I'm here to talk about TA. I've been in TA for over 20 years, and what I know is that I don't know. I'm here to listen and learn just like you. No scripts, just real dialogue. Talent Acquisition in the Trenches is powered by NACR, the preeminent association for healthcare recruitment professionals focused on education, networking, and providing resources to enable our members to become strategic business partners in the ever-changing healthcare environment. My friends call me Reimer, so friends, let's create some new riffs with Reimer. All right, so without further ado, we've got uh, Matt Reimer on the line. He is a, a TA executive and entrepreneur with 20 years of experience uh, in TA at two of the largest health systems in America. Uh, I believe he spent uh, 17 and a half years at a University of Pittsburgh Medical Center and yeah. the last couple of years at uh, Trinity Health, which is, uh, I think, the fifth largest healthcare uh, provider in America. So a lot of great experience there. Um, he's built and led teams across the entire TA function, you name it, from sourcing, operations, marketing. He's got experience in everything, so let's 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 tap into it, and and I'm sure Matt would love to uh, tap into some of your knowledge as well. Uh, now he started his career in uh, recruiting for uh, engineering, I believe, in software development. So he's got a passion in that and a passion for deploying technology to enable smart processes for TA. And he has recently launched a new uh, podcast, and I've listened to the first couple of e episodes, TA in the Trenches, uh, and it's awesome. So really insightful stuff on there. Definitely uh, give it a shot. Take a look at it. I'm going to I'm gonna put a link in the, um, in the chat for that, and we'll also follow up in the email with links for that and in the, in the uh, event description and everything. So definitely follow Matt. He's doing some really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, let me uh, take it off here, and I will kick it over all right stop you said uh, you said i'm going to do a good job so i think that's like tbd here so i guess we'll uh <laughs> that's that's kind of in the wind but uh we'll we'll, uh, we'll certainly do our our hardest here so what's uh what norman and i were talking a little bit about was um, me maybe walking through a presentation that i gave to uh the knacker community so the national association of healthcare recruiters community which i uh participate in. And, and uh, this has a um, certainly a healthcare bend to it. But I think that as we kind of walk through the presentation, it is applicable really to uh, everyone. And it, it's this idea of, um, you know, how, how do we empower our colleagues, um, you know, and our employees, um, you know, to, to help out with some of the talent acquisition challenges that we have. And so kind of start this just thinking a little bit about the personas at play here. And kind of as we walk through this, you know, kind of deck, just uh, kind of always having these three personas in mind. And so the first persona is your recent hire. And we'll talk a little bit about why this persona is so important when we're when we get into referrals and some of the tactics, et cetera. But, you know, for us, uh, obviously in healthcare, it's it's all about our ends. Right. And so um, this is Maria. You know, she's an experienced ICURN. Uh, the key thing about Maria is that she's coming out of a place where she knows many uh, additional and in, in other uh, RNs. But the reality of, of Maria is that she's busy saving lives and she's not thinking about referrals. The second one is the hiring manager here, Steve, right? And so Steve, he uh, he thinks you, you know, talent acquisition pro, you only have one rec and it's his rec uh, that you're working on. Uh, he's also looking to fill this crazy purple squirrel, you know, hardest, uh, you know, requirements you're going to find. And by the way, he needed it filled yesterday. I don't think Steve either is thinking about referrals, right? And so persona number two. Persona number three is, is Chelsea. And so she's the recruiter. She's us, right? And she has over 50 jobs to fill. She's got a full desk. And if you're a healthcare recruiter today, you've probably got more like 100 jobs uh, to fill. Half of her jobs are difficult to fill roles. Excuse me. And she knows, uh, one thing Chelsea knows is that she needs more time. Specifically, she needs more capacity for sourcing. Chelsea might be thinking about referrals, 
But, you know, I guess as it relates to, you know, whether or not she's leveraging them fully on her desk, I think is, uh, is TBD. So I think we've got to consistently ask ourselves when we think about referrals, what's in it for those three key stakeholders? And how do we design a program, policy, structure, et cetera, um, you know, that, that meets those three, those three primary key stakeholders? There's a lot of stakeholders in, in, uh, in referral programs, but those three primaries. And so Norman had, had done a good job of kind of propping up, um, you know, Trinity Health. We are the fifth largest, um, you know, system in the U.S. I think the second largest uh, you know, Catholic healthcare system uh, in the U.S. We've got about 120,000 employees and we'll do about 40,000 external hires annually. Right now, the team that, that we run, we operate, we've got about 10,000 openings. We were faced with um, last fall, as many large healthcare organizations are, um, really a burning platform, a burning platform to drive more flow into the top of the funnel. And so we, we put forward a, a myriad of investments uh, that our senior leadership team um, you know, actually bought into, bought off on. And one of those investments is the one that we're going to talk a little bit about here today. And it's this uh, big, hairy, audacious goal that we have at, at Trinity. Trinity to uh, over the next three years have half of our hires, our external hires come from referrals. That would be in essence us generating 20,000 hires a year uh, from referrals. And so it sounds a little bit aggressive, but you know, kind of as we walk our way through here, we do think it is something that we can do. So where are most of us at uh, here today? Norman, did you have a question? Yeah, I was I was just going to ask. And, and by the way, uh, you know, everyone feel free. I mean, I, I think Matt would love to field questions throughout and, and just, you know, converse sure. about what your targets are and what you what you guys are all doing as we go. Uh, I'm curious, is, is there a magical number where you feel like the number of referrals almost has a negative, uh, like an almost yeah. like a detrimental for um, you know diversity or or whatever whatever the yep. detriments might be? Maybe, maybe, and I think a lot of it has to do with the makeup of your existing workforce, um, and it's something that you know from an analytical perspective you got to keep a very watchful eye on. Um, you know, kind of is the program creating adverse effects? But if you're a diverse workforce today. Um, you know, theory in theoretically, right? Uh, if all things are equal, um, it, it should work itself out. Um, and so I think that would be an awesome problem for us to have as it relates to nursing to try to have to crack that nut. But, um, you know, it, it's a great question. And it's kind of a fundamental one when you think about referrals. Most yeah. of us, you know, most of us, and this is really where, you know, kind of Trinity is, uh, you know, today, uh, even even with the deployment of this uh, kind of refreshed program, this different program that we're working on. We're, we're kind of stuck between five to 15% of our hires coming uh, from referrals. And so this webinar, and I'm not going to give the whole webinar that I gave to Knacker, the four things I wanted to make sure people walked away from was, you know, understanding the business case to invest in uh, this, this type of program, the policy and how, how we went about kind of creating that policy, creating some standards around that. And then the, the one that we're stuck on right now and, and kind of working our way through is how do we engage our colleagues to actually participate in a program like this? And then, you know, scaling these results to get to that, um, you know, that that type of number. We all know this slide. Um, I'm going to blow through right this one. Why is talent acquisition so difficult right now? This is the, uh, you know, straight from the, the BLS. Uh, this is the unemployment rate. Um, you know, you have that little COVID uh, kind of cardiac uh, peak, and then we're right back at it. And demand is high, right? And so I don't need to tell you that, but, you know, that's why it is so hard right now. And so we step back, and when we think about referrals, before we even got to talking about talent acquisition and, and our roles in, in candidate generation, top of the funnel, ask ourselves, what is the most powerful marketing superpower that exists? And so yeah, I'd love just a little bit of chatter on chat if you could, but like, I'm just curious from people's perspectives, what is the most powerful marketing superpower? It doesn't have to be in talent acquisition, doesn't have to be in recruitment marketing or shout it out. What, what is that? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Tony got it. Tony is, uh, he is on it here today. So it is word of mouth, right? Word of mouth has been and always will be the most powerful marketing tool ever created. And for us in talent acquisition, right? Everyone knows referrals are the best source of high quality talent. And we'll talk more about what that source looks like, but that comes from word of mouth. And so if inside of your organizations, you can inspire and move word of mouth, um, you really can make a difference in your program. So what are some of the highest performing employer uh, referral programs doing today? 
And there might be some folks on the call that that actually do these numbers. And if if they are, they, they need to step in here and, and probably give this presentation for me because this is the journey that we're on. But the reality is, is some of the highest performing programs in the in the land deliver between 35 and 50% of their hires from referrals. That is a machine, right? That is a differentiation. When you think about your go-to-market strategy for recruitment marketing, thinking about all the dollars you're spending out on Indeed, all the dollars that you're spending in programmatic, if you can engage that and put that money back in your employees' pockets and inspire them out in your communities, you're, you're way ahead of the game. So why don't we all do it? It's a challenge, right? Unlocking this superpower, this word of mouth superpower is a very big challenge. And why? Some of it has to do with program mindset. The first is, you know, most people look at referral programs as reactive. Hey, Tony's got a referral that he wants to give to Matt. When Tony has that referral, he's going to give it to Matt or he's going to go find the referral program, right? Versus what we're trying to do at, at Trinity today, which is to put the referral mindset into our colleagues' minds so that they are always recruiting for us. And we'll talk a little bit about that journey as, as we move forward in, the, in this presentation. You need automation. Uh, this is very hard to scale, especially in large organizations. And so if you're a smaller organization, you might not need this type of automation, but in large organizations, you do specifically administering your policy. It is a bane of every recruiter's existence to have to track, you know, the 30-day the payout and the six-month payout. Are they still both employed? I got to figure that out. I got to put it on my calendar. I got to interface with payroll. So you need automation to carry the, these types of programs. And then last but not least, and, and I, I believe this is like the, the fundamental um, shift here, is that we have not adequately, we, meaning recruiters, talent acquisition leaders like everyone on this call, empowered our colleagues and recruiters to carry our employment brand message outward to specific people and then to leverage the, the digital economy that we all live in. We think it's a worthy mountain to climb and, and uh, you know, I think we, we believe we can do it. And uh, you know, I think here's how, right? Five keys that we went through in relaunching our ERP. One, reloading on executive buy-in. Two, getting proper in incentives aligned, and we'll talk a little bit about what, the, what they actually are. Three, clear and concise internal communication and, and a more robust partnership with our internal marketing. Uh, I can't stress this one enough. This is a very, very important one once you kind of get the blocking and tackling done uh, above. Did do some technology enablement. We'll talk a little bit about our RFP process, what we we're looking at. And then most importantly, we're trying to make it fun, right? Um, and, and trying to create some enthusiasm in the program uh, and, and really to uh, inspire our colleagues to, to go to work and help us out a little bit. So the business case. We talked a little bit about having a burning platform available. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes everybody's got good ideas, but without the absence of a burning platform, um, you know, it's hard to get something moving inside of the organization. And so we had the burning platform, which was that, you know, we, we had high agency costs. We have a lot of premium overtime um, expense uh, associated with, uh, you know, our labor, specifically in our clinical areas. And uh, we, we knew that we needed to do something different, right? So um, executives like, yep, let's do it, um, build a business case. And so what is the, the kind of fundamentals of the business case? Number one is to establish that baseline, right? This idea of uh, how many of your hires are currently coming from referrals. So once you know that, basically the math, the ROI calculator that you've got to build flows in quite nicely from that. We knew and, and our objective was to reduce vacancy by a certain percentage. Uh, we knew based upon our cut rates that we were going to, in essence, need to add 75 to 175,000 uh, additional leads to the top of our funnel through this program to have it generate the level of ROI that we needed over that three-year period. Okay. Secondly, we brought in the reduction of turnover. Um, and so you can go out and find a lot of research on you know, how uh, a higher quality of talent, uh, um, uh, you know, referrals are, a lot of it is because that the people that are referring them understand the culture, they understand the cultural fit uh, of the organization, and they stay longer, and their friends are there uh, as well, they brought them into the organization. As well, there's a 2x here, um, the people that refer, and we did a, an internal study on this as well, the people that refer folks, they stay longer as well. Why? They brought, uh, you know, their uh, friends to the table and, and they're helping to build the team out that they're working on. And so it has a nice kind of virtuous cycle associated with it from a turnover perspective. 
And then last but not least, when we did all of our budgeting, we kind of wrapped everything together. We knew that we'd have to keep our cost per hire at 2K or under um, to ensure that the ROI was there versus our other uh, kind of cost per hire um, uh, you know, metrics on our other channels. And so we did that business case. We put it forward. Uh, our executives said, you know, go forth and, and build. Uh, seems like a no-brainer. If you can pull it off, um, you know, kind of go. So uh, we went. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the RFP process here in a second to find the scale. But the first thing that we had to do uh, once we had authorization to go was to uh, build out our policy and our bonus strategy. And so we really had to figure out how to invest the money that we had secured, which is a kind of a pot of money, uh, if you will, for the payouts and the prizes, which I'll talk a little bit about, and um, you know, to pay for the infrastructure associated with the program. In our case, that was a, a tech buy, and it was some internal uh, talent to kind of help manage and drive the program uh, forward. And so the, the first thing that I, that I did actually was I went out and I grabbed all of the policies across our 20 different business lines and we brought it together and created, you know, the one best policy to make it scale across an organization like this. We had to have one unified policy that we were operating under. And so that was the first thing that we did. Took a little bit of buy-in because there was certain pieces of uh, policy that existed in areas that people wanted to keep. The biggest trigger in that was the payouts, um, the payouts and the exclusions, right? And so we decided, uh, you know, inside of our policy that we were going to pay out at 30 days uh, and 60 days for any cash bonuses that we had rendered. Second was to define our cash bonus and payout strategy. And so we just talked a little bit about the payouts. But the cash bonuses, we decided not to spread like peanut butter, right? And so not to give everybody a flat 500, not to give it everybody a, uh, you know, flat, you know, 1000 for a referral, but to incent, highly incent the positions that we are struggling to fill. Uh, we matched it to our sign-on bonus strategy for the most part. And we allowed each business line uh, in, in each of our um, uh, regional health ministries across the U.S. to set their local strategy. And so we configured Workday um, to kind of uh, enable that um, uh, flexibility at a, at a regional level, uh, you know, for, uh, for the program. And then, uh, you know, we, uh, we went forth and, and uh, you know, kind of aligned uh, regionally on what, what positions we're going to get what bonus levels. We have bonus levels from 500 up to 15,000. Uh, in our ecosystem. Some of our largest bonuses are for some for some of our hardest to fill uh, nurse roles. Um, some of them have $10,000, $15,000 on, which match back to the sign-on bonuses uh, in those areas. And I think really do, um, you know, draw folks uh, into, uh, you know, the recruitment uh, uh, challenges that we're having in, in those areas. Hey, we do Matt. Yeah, Tony. Sorry, you're saying uh, matching. So you're you're talking about as well as the sign-on bonus. Now you're doubling that effort to the employer for bonus. Yeah, that's right. So like, if we hire an ICURN in one of our hardest to fill, um, you know, units, we're paying a sign-on on bonus out. You know, fifteen k, and then for the most part, I wouldn't say everywhere. If there's a fifteen k sign-on bonus on it there's also a 15K referral bonus on it, right? Um, and so it's a 30K out uh, on that, um, one headed to the uh, new hire and one headed to the person that recruited them into the organization. And we found, especially for those positions, again, due to our labor rates, um, th those still, th even with those numbers, that still has good ROI on it for us. Great question. The, um, the exclusions that we have in our policy, and um, it's interesting as I kind of lean into this and as we start to get some scale, I'm, I'm learning uh, you know, more about these, these exclusions and how important they are, but who's excluded currently from getting payouts and getting incentives and rewards inside of the, the system uh, is the traditional HR, uh, directors and above, folks in a union, or somebody in the, in the hiring chain uh, of, a, of a position. And so um, the interesting piece, right, is that um, for the most part, those are the key stakeholders in driving the program forward. And so I think that there's a little bit of psychology going on here as we learn more about the program on how we might incent those folks as well for participating in the program, which I'll talk a little bit about here in this, in, on the next dot point, which is points and prizes. And so when we went to our RFP, 
We wanted to, in addition to be able to have flexibility with our bonus uh, structure, we wanted to have a points and prize system embedded into the referral program so that, um, for example, if, if Matt's recruiting a recruiter, um, you know, we're not going to pay us, we're not going to pay a referral bonus for that, um, but we will, we will accrue points for that. And we will reward prizes at a at a uh, certain uh, interval that we do each quarter. Um, and so we reward top point getters uh, inside of our system. Uh, the top 10 point getters get basically what is valued at a thousand dollar prize for us. And then, uh, you know, we randomly give out a hundred uh, other folks who participated in the program in that quarter, um, a smaller gift uh, for them to go, um, you know, and choose. And so what we're trying to create is um, an environment where there's something for everyone in there, regardless of what positions you're filling. Um, and so that's a, another feature of our program. So we went to RFP. Uh, we landed on a, a company called uh, Aaron App. Uh, they're down in the right-hand corner there. Uh, very um, happy with them here uh, so far. Um, we were looking for a couple of things. Like I, I made a commitment to the recruiters that we were going to take the admin off of them. We we're going to automate this on the front end and the back end. Um, had to have something obviously that integrated well with Workday for us. So uh, a partner that that um, back to the earlier question that that Norman had posed helped us understand the data and kind of get the analytics flywheel moving so that we could kind of understand some of the more subtle nuances of the program. And then really important for us, um, since we've got nurses out at the bedside, to have a mobile enabled experience. And so I had to have an app, um, actually have an app today. So you could go out to the app store right now and check it out. Uh, I don't think you can actually download it. It's a Trinity uh, Health Referral Rewards app. It's, a, it's actually a white labeled version. So that's like Aaron's technology, but it has my, my brand on it. And so my employees don't know Aaron. Um, all they know is the brand, um, you know, Trinity Health Referral Rewards. So we wrap all that together. We, we launch uh, in May um, of last year, so I'm about 90 days in, 100 days in. And while we're in marketing, right? And, and this is where internally we're trying to kind of get the machine moving on engagement. And so we talked about those personas at the, at the very top of the, the hour here, how important the recruiters and the hiring managers are. And then more importantly, how important it is to draw stories out and, and kind of ensure that people understand the what's in it for them inside of this program. The, the more visual stories here as we've worked our way through our first quarter and we start to have cash prizes is the impact that some of these prizes are making. I mean, I've got you know nurses that are you know loading up with you know twenty thousand dollars worth of cash and taking a great vacation and giving us some pictures from that va vacation. We had a medical assistant here the other day that she was a um, quarterly reward winner. Went out and bought herself a seventy. Went out and got herself through the prize structure that we have a seventy inch um, you know screen TV. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going on, not only from uh, you know, the fact that we talent acquisition are getting what we need, but we're also using this as an engagement mechanism um, to draw our employees in and, and kind of put that put that uh, uh, feel good uh, position forward. We've got to be able to show that it's simple. Um, and so one of the headwinds that I'm dealing with right now is MFA, so multi-factor authentication and its challenges inside of a large ecosystem. Um, you know, we do use that, that um, you know, kind of uh, uh, technology for security purposes, et cetera. But a lot of what I'm recognizing is a lot of my bedside um, uh, clinicians, they don't have MFA like the desktop workers do. And so I'm trying to find unique ways to get them logged in, but it, it's honestly a, a challenge for us. And then um, just the realization that, that we've got to nail down the new hire persona. The new hire persona is so important uh, in these programs why they're coming out of places where there is talent, right? Which we had talked about. Um, number two, you know, they're more apt to give you an immediate, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, bang for your buck uh, on a program like this. We had a, a woman here that um, had joined us who's actually a nursing assistant, which is also a very difficult um, position to fill. And I think um, uh, she came in, like, I want to say like three weeks left with left within the quarter. And keep in mind, I have that leaderboard, right? And so she had zero points. In the matter of like three weeks, she was second on my leaderboard. She was just like raining nursing assistance uh, in, in, in on us. And so uh, why, you know, she just had access to them. She had their, all their contact information and, and she was just working it. She understood the program. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, you know, she, uh, she, she, again, kind of brought it home.
All right, a couple more slides here and then we can pause and do what uh, Norman wants us to do, which is to interact. Um, uh, and, and hopefully this gives us some backdrop to interact. Um, once we get the marketing machine going, what we're trying to gain here is, is downward momentum. Um, and so one of the things that we did with our recruiters uh, right out of the gates is we, uh, we, we made it fun with what we called Project 66. And so for those um, you know, habit um, junkies out there, it takes 66 days to build a new habit. Um, or to rid yourself of an of an old habit. And so what we were trying to install was a good habit within our operations of re referral sourcing and engaging those new hires specifically, uh, you know, to, to help them recruit um, for us. And so we met each week, shared best practices Hi, across across our organization. We built this Project 66 so that we could communicate and work with our recruiters, right? This wasn't on our recruiters' radar before, and it became on their radar very much so as a, a, a daily responsibility for them. We also uh, found a way um, to invest in and set money aside for grassroots campaigns. Um, you know, you, you've been probably into a hospital or a clinical location. Um, you know, we're in the cafeterias with um, cupcakes. You know, we're in there helping them, helping our employees get over the uh, MFA uh, issue. We're, we're having pizza parties. Uh, we are sharing on social, et cetera, et cetera. And so kind of getting that bottom up moving. And then really drilling in in the in the in the top down with, with our with our Marcom. You know, they they do hold the direct keys to access to your employees for the most part. And so, you know, just working within their confines and uh, uh, working within the channels that they uh, run to make sure that the program is, uh, you know, up in front. Uh, the thing that actually works the most, though, uh, is uh, we've uh, we've been um, pulling uh, our user data out into our BI tool, Tableau, and we've been publishing to the uh, leaders, the adoption levels across the organization. And so we've got certain pieces of our health system that have 15% adoption, and I've got certain pieces that have five, and it's completely transparent from the executive down on what the user adoption looks like across the ecosystem. And so that one actually is um, a little bit of a carrot and a little bit of a stick, um, but it's a very, very important um, kind of piece uh, in so much that we've been talking a little bit with Aaron about how maybe they could, you know, in their dashboard kind of build that so we had more ready uh, access to it. So these are some of my early results. Uh, I got 7,000 on the platform. I've got about 3K of that seven um, referring, right? And so I've got 7,000 in, but I've only got 3K that are referring. And those three, uh, 3K have referred about 5,000 unique uh, referrals for us uh, over that uh, course of time at 90 days. And that amounted to 15,000 different referrals, meaning, you know, that's kind of like the applications versus applicants, uh, you know, conversation, you know, uniques versus, you know, total count. I've got 500 hires. Um, I believe I've got 900 or, or so based upon my cut ratios. And so I've got a, a decent amount of pipeline uh, above it. And, uh, you know, I think we're, we're, just getting, uh, we're just getting started here. Um, last but not least, um, and then happy to, to step back and listen or, or take questions, is, um, you know, just this, this change is, is very hard uh, at first. And this is kind of Robin Sharma. A little messy in the middle, and it can be gorgeous at the end. I think we're probably in the, the messy middle stage right now. Some of the objectives that we have right now is to get 100% of our new hires signed up and on the platform. And so we've actually been working with uh, Aaron to create some automation there uh, and some reporting so that I can understand actually if that's happening or not. Um, getting the referral habit hardwired into our hiring leaders. Hey, you need talent. Hey, get your team on and and get them recruiting for us, and uh, you know let's kind of work in this together. And so we are when we initiate recruitment with uh, hiring managers, what we are doing is kind of putting a package forward to say, hey, listen, like this is a part of our sourcing strategy, and part of that is to activate your team to help go find its its next teammate. An important point uh, also is that you might not have a name, but within the platform that we had uh, bought, you can social share, right? You can go out and you can create unique links on places like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. And if somebody gets hired through that mechanism, you get credit for it, right? And so there is value, um, you know, from the points perspective and from the cash perspective, that social share uh, for us is a, is a feature that folks uh, use. And again, it just requires some education. Our employees don't even know that, that, it's exist, that it exists. And then last but not least is like, hey, you know, Matt, you got 7,000 people on there. It would be great instead of, you know, whatever, 2,000, that I'd have at least 3,500 or better 
actually referring. We find that we get three to one, and that's really what the vendor also quoted is for every active um, uh, user on the platform, you'll get three referrals a year uh, on average uh, you know, from them. And so that's basically what drove the entire business case. And if you think back to that you know, 75 or 175 that I needed to add to the top of my funnel, that's where that ratio um, you know, kind of came from. So I ripped through that in uh, 30 minutes or so. I'm, I'm happy to take any questions or uh, you know, maybe potentially give you some answers or learn myself. Um, but uh, again, plus or minus, that was a uh, uh, presentation I gave to the uh, NAC community here a few, uh, few days ago. Join hundreds of your healthcare TA peers and enjoy the benefits of a NACR membership today. Free educational webinars, access to our listserv, and discounts to your CHCR certification. All of this and much, much more for as low as $80 per person annually. Learn more at NACR.com. That's N-A-H-C-R.com. That was awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, um, looks like you're moving in the right direction. We got some hands up. We got a lot of questions that came in through the chat. So let's just uh, maybe we can start with some of the hands up and then we can uh, go through the chat and kind of rip through them there. So why don't we start with uh, Annie? You, you've got a question, Annie? Hi. Yeah, thank you so much. That was really helpful. I am in talent acquisition in the digital marketing space, which is not as crazy as healthcare, but we are struggling to bring in external candidates. And luckily we have a really robust referral program already. Mm -hmm. Some challenges that we're experiencing is whenever we get, like bump our referrals program or shout it out to the folks, we get a lot of them, but there's a very small percentage where we get qualified hires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, any any tactics on how to make sure that people are targeting the right people to refer to us? And also, like, what's the response? We want to make sure that we're protecting our, our employees and we are still encouraging them to refer to us without saying like, hey, that, that person really wasn't aligned at all. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then the second part of my question is, any thought on external referrals? So yeah. we rolled out like, somebody who was a potential hire that went through the process, but didn't quite fit, um, or it wasn't the right timing. Like what's, what are your thoughts on that? If, yeah. Is there any ROI there? Yeah. Let me go backwards up. So the external referrals is a beautiful one. Um, we actually have that on our roadmap right now to go out to our community partners and unlock this platform so that they can refer in, um, because they know us very well as well. And so, uh, the the Aaron app uh, that we use also has that 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 community based feature and external based uh, feature. Uh, we're just not you know kind of mature or or, or we're not there yet um, you know from a maturity perspective of our program. But it is on our radar. We we want to allow our community re to refer in and for them to get re rewarded for it. Have some transparency on which partners are performing and and maybe which uh, partners are, are are not. You know the quality one is is an interesting one and. We're kind of running into that a little bit with the um, the social share, right? Which is like I don't actually know this person, um, and so uh, you know we we've taken this approach, um, you know, internally, and we we're we're very overt about it. Is that right now we want the leads? Like I am thirsty for leads, so I might not be able to, I might not be the best press person maybe to answer your question because I actually have a lead flow problem, and so um, what what we do is um, we do um, put them through um, a, you know, a, a standard screening process that we run. And then um, we actually uh, kind of uh, put our sourcers loose uh, on, the, on the talent as well. And um, yeah, I think we're just very, um, uh, you know, we're in a position where we, we need to talk to more people. So again, I, I don't know that I, I'm, I'm best for that one. Um, it's an interesting question though. I, I think the, um, you know, at least for us, uh, and, and I know that this is a feature that we talked about in this particular platform uh, when we went live. Um, they do have, and we didn't deploy this, they had a, uh, a knockout feature, right? And so like where they could ask a series of questions, um, you know, do you know this person? Does this person have this experience? Ba ba ba. And so, um, but we didn't deploy that. And so that might be something that could be helpful to think about is basically kind of prompting, you know, that, um, you know, person to um, answer a few questions about their referral before it shows up in your lap. So I, I don't know if that's helpful or not. And there was a third yeah. question in there. I don't know if I actually answered it or not. I can't remember. No, that's all of this is super helpful. Thank you. Um, the third question was when we do get those dis or unqualified or not aligned yeah. candidates mm -hmm. that are referred, 
what is the best way to respond? And yeah, <clears throat> so for us, um, you know, we, we look at it from a consumer perspective, then they're potentially patients for us, they're potentially customers in the future. And so we, we graciously, um, you know, uh, point them into, you know, uh, um, you know, a rejection status, like we're very transparent about that. But but we have that that kind of dual, like, you know, a, a lot of the people that are applying are also using our facilities. So we, we treat that uh, certainly with a white glove perspective. Thank you. Hey, Matt, I'm going to just hop in real quick. I know there's a bunch of questions. I'm going to just hop in real quick. A sure, quick word from our sponsor. Yeah. My, first of all, fantastic presentation. I could not agree more that employee referrals are the best way. And you've really uh, actually um, educate me, educated me on a number of things. But um, quick word from our sponsor. Obviously, we always want better hires for less time, less cost, and less effort. And employee referrals are the number one way to get that. But Obviously, we're not filling all the roles with that. And Recruitify is a huge solution that can be used to help uh, fill the gap. Uh, Recruitify, how does it work? It consolidates your existing agency vendors to a single platform, simplifying your life, giving you control and visibility, and making them much more effective. And it's a place where you can outsource any hard-to-fill role anywhere in the world, and it will be quickly filled. And it will ultimately, the 80-20 rule applies. You're probably spending 80% of your time or your team is spending 80% of your time on the 20% hardest to fill roles. By outsourcing a portion of those to Recruitify, not only will they fill them, but they're gonna make your entire TA effort much more effective and easy. Um, you know, it's issues. If you don't use agencies, it doesn't matter. There's um, highly qualified, highly vetted agencies on the platform that can help fill any role. Uh, you don't have a budget, no worries. There is no budget for Recruitify. It is guaranteed to save money um, uh, because the community of agencies fill roles at a steep discount. Um, don't want more systems? Uh, Recruitify is a system consolidator. It'll eliminate enormous amount of systems you're using today, text, email, and others, um, and it will make your life a lot easier. So give it a shot. You can look at reviews on the talk platform in the vendor directory. Uh, there are a, a significant number of re reviews that can give you information about Recruitify. Okay, I will pause and, and turn it over back over to Matt. Great. Yeah, before before we move on from that previous conversation, I saw Edward uh, Edward Cruz wrote in uh, with a recommendation. Uh, I, I I think for those uh, referrals that didn't quite uh, hit the mark, right? Implement training programs to teach industry skills, especially uh, to referrals who are trying to shift industries. Uh, we found a ton of success uh, with continuous upskilling, especially from outside the industry, uh, which is interesting. Did Edward, did you want to comment on that at all, or uh, otherwise we can shift topics? Yeah, I'll, I'll just say, you know, because someone I, I I don't remember her name um, was talking about recruiting for the digital industry, and I come from the same industry um, where you know there's a lack of digital talent, and what we have found is that we've created. Um, you know, at the associate level and senior associate level and the manager level, we've created university style um, learning and development uh, for people that are coming in looking to break into the industry. Um, in addition, um, for those that are experienced, um, have opportunities to um, continuously upskill um, from where they are, obviously, today and looking to maybe break into other functions or move into other kinds of roles. Um, within the digital space and um we've you know it, it, it's a matter of you know part of it you know it's a matter of shifting the thinking of um partly of the organization and the investment um from the company to implement some of these programs um because there is a lack of talent right and you want to make sure that your referrals they get treated like gold um and typically good people know good people in the industry so um so we have found a lot of success um, by implementing this, and we're about a year, maybe a year and a half into it, and um, the program's going very well. So, I mean, for the for those that are, you know, in the similar similar industries or have similar types of challenges, uh, I would suggest um, looping in, you know, your senior HR, um, your C level, um, and, and think about some of those programs that you can implement. Um, for people on the way in at the most junior levels and continuing uh, from a learning and development perspective, which has really been helpful for us. 
Yeah, great, great thoughts. Any, any thoughts on that, Matt? Or uh... no, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, Good. yeah, super cool. All right, cool. Uh, we got a couple of other folks with their hands up, sitting there patiently. Your arms got to be getting tired over there, Tony. I'll just go in order of how I see you here. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's uh, very helpful. We're actually in the process of implementing a new system as well. Not the same one, but a very similar functionality. Nice. So your your presentation is awesome. It helped kind of solidify some of the things that we we're thinking already. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. A couple things on here. Uh, first one is you talked about your your employer flow of values. Of all those positions that you hired, did you guys do any analytics on which positions are receiving the most referrals? Like, is it the highest value? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, half of them, yeah. And then uh, that's the nice thing about the application we've got. I mean, I know down to the position level what's going on. So, you know, of the 500 that I've got, 200, 250 of them uh, are nursing or nursing support, which is exactly where I want them. Um, and so uh, uh, I have that in a, a deck. I probably could send it to you, I mean, but top to bottom. And, and so, yes, uh, you know, I think that that motivation is is there. Um, you know, we haven't got to the point yet where, though, we, we've um, done enough analytics to basically dial that in further. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think, uh, you know, in the first 500, we feel good about it. But there, there's more work to be done down the road to figure out maybe which ones are low, which ones are maybe over high. But the data is there. It's just a matter of us uh, kind of sinking into it. And then a couple more points on that is that are you doing a, a all positions are available for employer for all or are you having selected positions? Yeah, the only positions that we uh, have excluded and just in our ecosystem, everybody can and we push our executives actually to refer through the program. They're they're um, excluded from getting prize rewards, but we want them we want those referrals in this. We can keep track of them and kind of keep them, you know, keep uh, keep everybody kind of going through the same process. The only one for us is physicians. Um, they're not in the program. Uh, has to do, I guess, with something called the Stark Law uh, around compensation or whatever. But um, you know, that is uh, the only uh, group inside of our ecosystem that that is not uh, in the program. Okay, and then from the other, just continuing on that that comp because you said yep. you're not kind of peanut butter spread. What is your average referral? We've there, this is something I've looked at many, many different uh, yeah. articles on, and someone even posted in here that there's another there's another uh, article put out about yeah, that. Yeah, it averages but... out to about two k. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what it averages. That's that's about the general. That's the the, the butter spread is about two k. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very nice. That's uh, excellent. Thanks so much for the presentation. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, cool. All right, uh, let's jump in, uh, Jason. You've had your hand up for a while. You got uh, got a question for us? Yeah. Thanks so much. So I'm curious how you integrated or if you integrated with your CRM for a keep warm strategy for those candidates that aren't hired immediately, mm -hmm. as well as any other strategies where you might have engaged the employee who referred somebody during their interview and hiring process to mm -hmm. kind of encourage them to keep encouraging their own referrals. Yeah, that's an awesome question. CRM. Yeah, that's an awesome question. So we have uh, Phenom is our CRM. And I think going back to Tony, I'd love to know if you could chat just who you're, you know, just as we're thinking about the ecosystem, like who you're using just from a tech perspective. But um, Jason, what we do is um, uh, Aaron uh, nudges our referrals uh, 120 hours or within 120 hours, three different times to accept the referral and to kind of apply. And so what, what we set up with them is basically reporting for people that have not applied and went through process, they're not in process. Um, we have a file transfer that moves over to Phenom, then my sourcers pick it up and then they go to work on, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, working to convert those referrals, right, uh, into actual applicants or, 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 or whatever. Um, the uh, the nice thing about um, you know the the technology that we're using right now is that the employees have full transparency on where the referrals are in step status, so they know where they're at in process. So I know that my uh, referral has applied. I know that my referral is interviewing. I know I know that my referral has been rejected or whatever. That is as deep as the engagement that we go right now with our employees. Um, just at scale, that's um, that's about as far as I go. Um, but you know, I think it is um, you know for many programs. Uh, you know, something that that needs to be considered, uh, you know, as uh, as how you engage your colleagues, uh, you know, uh, in the in the process. But process wise, they just get transparency on where the referrals are. So I don't know if that if answers you, your questions or not, but that's that's how I handle it. If you want me to jump in there, Matt, the one that we're looking at right now is employerreferrals.com. It has the yeah. same capability as well, where their status is, and then they sync apart, so or they sync together. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the employees know where the status is. Yeah, we we looked at uh, employerreferrals.com as well on RFP. Yep. Yeah. So that's a that's a notable tech for sure. So yeah. Good. All right. Well, while we're talking about the uh tech stack, Taylor, I see you had a question. Uh, uh I don't know if you have a different different line you want to take us down, but 
Uh, yeah, I had a couple actually. Um, one of my questions was in the beginning, you touched on reducing the cost per hire to 2K. Mm -hmm. um, part of that being the referral, it, it's a, a better quality referral mm -hmm. and having to put less into it when you're getting it from people. But overall, how are you fully measuring that? And is that only specifically to the referral process or overall you're cutting most of your new hire cost to be 2K? And how are you yeah. doing that? That's a good question. So, you know, what I was referencing there was from that channel, the performing, the performance of the referral channel, I wanted to keep the cost of that higher from like the marketing perspective. So I'm not keeping the overhead, the recruiter, the tech, the whatever, but from a marketing perspective, I was at 2K or, or, or under on that cost per. Um, that's the number that the executives, you know, kind of have in their mind is good, right? Mm -hmm. um, right now we're at 1800. Uh, that's our average, uh, you know, per hire. Uh, and so um, that that's really us um, using our budget dollars wisely, um, you know, there. And so like, you know, obviously if I were to stack the tech, the tech cost in, the admin cost in, that'd be a touch higher. Um, where it would be wonky for the executives is if I had a cost per hire of like 5K, it means I'm like overspending uh, on the, on these hires. And so I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of how we looked at it when we did our uh, business case. So that was more of a business case mechanism. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, I've done a lot of research recently on employee referral, because yeah. that's one thing that we're hoping to tap into sure. in our industry. I'm in hospitality. Um, yeah. and so it's been a, a fun challenge of staffing lately, but one of the things that we've read in a bunch of articles is that employees are motivated most by helping their friends or feeling valued in a company. Mm -hmm. So how are you tapping into that intrinsic motivation through yeah. the program. It's these stories, you know, humans love stories, right? And so, you know, I talked a little bit about the stories of the gifts and the prizes and the whatevers, um, you know, but we are transitioning our stories to tell it from the vantage point of the person that was um, brought into the organization. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, again, uh, the marketer in me, you know, uh, is always looking for that uh, emotionally connected story um, to help everybody understand that they have that same opportunity if they choose to kind of unlock that, um, you know, for them. You know, folks are always motivated by cash. I mean, like it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, hey, you, you give me three, you know, you find three ICU nurses, like you're 60K ahead. Um, you know, that that's significant. Now that's, and I'm going to use the word life change, but that's significant cash. And so, um, you know, I think having those incentives optimized, you know, not overdoing it, but having them optimized is important, but then having somebody that can draw out the, the stories inside of your organization and bring it to life, uh, I think is very, very important. Otherwise, basically the stories are happening, just nobody mm -hmm. knows about them. And how are you getting those communicated? So like the challenge mm -hmm. that we have is we have resorts all across the nation and yep. our teams are not all on email or all on teams yeah. or all on socials. So mm -hmm. how are you reaching majority of your it's it's the biggest challenge that I've got right now. And so we use the existing channels uh, that exist within the organization. Um, however, uh, what we are pivoting towards is, uh, you know, within our vendor, right? Um, you know, the general idea is that if I get you on the app uh, and I get you, and I get you there, uh, I have a mechanism or a channel to communicate directly with you. Um, and so we intend to use that employee feed more aggressively uh, for uh, uh, these types of this type of storytelling uh, as we move forward. Um, and so um, it's a challenge. I'm not going to underestimate it. It's it's actually the biggest challenge that I've got right now uh, is getting distribution on that. And um, so we're working on it, um, you know, and happy to, you know, compare notes offline if you ever need some help. Yeah, sweet. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. Uh, good question. I, I want to go back. There's a there's a few questions in the chat that were higher up, and then uh, we'll go over to Pat because I see your hand raised there. So um, Darcy had asked a while ago, are rehires considered or excluded? Uh, Cheyenne came in and said, we do consider rehires eligible for rehire bonus. Essentially, we want that employee to get credit for encouraging a former employee to come back. Uh, any thoughts on that, Matt, or, or, or yeah. anybody? How are you guys all handling this? Yeah, the way, um, you know, just the way we wrote our policy was that um, rehires are excluded for one year. Um, and so we, we kind of do challenge our recruiters and the hiring managers of those um, rehires to be engaging them and boomeranging them, them back into the organization. Um, that's kind of where we put the responsibility at in our organization. But I actually see it both ways. Um, we, we debated that one heavily, and that might be something that shifts in our policy over time. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, okay, one one other one before we go over to Pat. Um, how do others how do others handle taxes for non-cash prizes for referrals? Uh, Amanda asks, and Sebra comes in and and responds. For those, we handle it the same as a sales contest uh, reward. They sign a form for the value of the item, and that is uh, that amount is taxed on their paycheck. Is is that how you would handle it, Matt? Or yeah, so we um, how we handle taxes, the uh, cash bonuses are taxed just as income on the prizes. Uh, we do gross up um, the tax burden on the prizes. So like you could imagine somebody getting a gift valued at, at a thousand bucks that, you know, um, um, you know, maybe is, um, you know, not making, uh, you know, uh, a lot of money to kind of cover that tax burden. We do gross that up. Um, to ensure that our colleagues are whole uh, on the program. I don't want anybody walking away kind of, quote unquote, losing money, uh, you know, kind of in the program. So that's how we handle taxes. But the cash bonuses are taxes, income, they're, they're aware of that. And, um, you know, we haven't had any, um, you know, blowback on that just yet. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Very cool way to to handle that. All right, Pat, you've got your hand up. Let's, uh... Yeah, just kind of curious, especially for some of those larger payouts, what sort of onus do you have on the referee as far as, giving them reasons why you didn't select them. Do you get any pushback from, you know, I gave you this guy and or gal and 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 why and what sort of onus or experience have you yeah. had? Yeah, it's a good that? question. Um, you know, we're dealing with humans. So it's it's a touch messy from times to times. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's it's perfect. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to and and we've talked a lot about this within the um you know within those project 66 um you know uh um uh, events that we had with our recruiters is just what service level we're giving these referrals are we giving them a higher service level a higher white glove experience are we putting them in the the common you know kind of everyday churn of applicant flow uh, inside of the organization um, we have chosen right now, um, and I don't know that it actually was the right choice um, in retrospect and something we got to go back and look at, to put them in the everyday churn. Um, and so one of the things that we're kind of, uh, we have on our roadmap right now is how do we make sure that the recruiters understand that this was, was a referral um, and this is more of like a, a, a workday issue, kind of a dashboard issue that, that I'm working through right now so that we can suggest or even ask the recruiters to maybe pay a little closer attention to them because you make a great point pat which is like all right i i pass somebody that i believe is the greatest icu nurse ever and you don't hire them i'm gonna have an, i'm gonna have a feeling about that right um and so um it's something that i think is our program matures past 90 days we're going to run into, um, you know, but we're kind of in that, you know, at least in our industry, that time to fill range where a lot of people feel still feel like that. Hey, that person's still in queue. They're still in play or whatever. But I, I do assume that that's coming at me rather quick. So. Sorry, I don't know that I directly answered your question, but that's I'm struggling with it, too. So it's coming at me. <laughs> Great. Uh, so we we are we're a couple of minutes uh, before time. I just want to check. We do have a lot of questions in here. Matt, do you have uh, five minutes extra? Maybe you could hang out and we could uh, or, or do you have a hard? Uh, yeah, I can hang out. Yeah, I can hang out for sure. And then, you know, if we got to take it on a different thread or whatever, I'm happy to answer your yeah. questions. Yeah, for sure. Whatever cool, you do, cool. Um, well, let's jump in. Uh, 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 Alyssa, uh, you're starting at square one. You're, you're trying to get people to wrap their heads around the beginning part of a, 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 an employee referral program. So do you wanna ask a little bit about that? Where to get started? Yeah, um, so my organization literally was five, well, seven small organizations that all merged together last year in the same exact year. So aside from just the chaos of that many companies merging <laughs> to create a new company, um, it's a bunch of small companies that didn't even know what a referral was, didn't, you know, we had zero program. Um, there have been referral amounts in place and we've done trainings, you know, road shows. We've, you know, we have it up on our internal site where we send them out um, in terms of what are the hot jobs and what the referral amounts are and what the needs are and where, but it's just the mindset. No one, like they just feel like I'm too busy. I don't have time and that's not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I'm struggling because senior leadership is kind of like that's I'm too busy mentality. Mm -hmm. um, so how would you, or what have you done to, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just kind of in this weird middle space yeah. where I feel like I have no leverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it starts with probably the title of the, the, the deck, right? Which is employee powered hiring. 
And mm-hmm. I think that like, at least from my perspective, um, you got to come at this from like a, Hey, um, not that this is new, but you've got to make it feel new, different or unique. You know, if you're going to change somebody's mindset, or you're going to change their point of view, you've got to teach them um, about that new thing, what the, whatever that new thing is. We all buy stuff because we were taught to value it. Same thing goes here. Right. And so I would just start just talking about employee powered hiring and well, what is that? Well, it's something a little bit different. Let me talk to you about that. I mean, and it's pro it's proactively engaging our employees in the hiring process. Right. Well, what do you mean by that? And then just kind of keep working your way through employee powered hiring. And so I would just suggest to start there. If, if you don't have a burning platform, you know, again, I was in a different position. I had a burning platform. So if you don't have a burning platform, you've got to create one. Right. And, you know, maybe how you can create one is through the language that you use, or maybe you can come up with a hard and fast business case that shows we need to invest in that. And so those would be my, my two opinions on that. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm not sure if John Faulkner is still on the line, uh, but uh, he said his company's not quite ready for uh, the tech part of having a platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he put in a, a PDF of, um, I, I guess, say, um, are looking for drivers and, uh, you know, trucking industry uh, logistics. And they basically just have like a little postcard there, fill in the name of your referral. Here's what you, here's what you get. And I think that's great. So I don't know if John, if you're on, uh, uh, to explain a little bit more, but yeah, I think that would be helpful. Even like Taylor, like you said, in, uh, in, in your industry in um, uh, hospitality, that, that might be, uh, you know, the way to go for, for a little bit. Um, Let's see, does, does anybody else have any other questions? We have a few more in the, in the, in the chat here, but any questions here while I'm sorting through those? Hey, on, on this is John Faulkner. Um, on that on that employee referral card, so it's like the size of like a concert ticket. So if you can think of that, um, and and w- the right side, um, I believe is a tear off. So you would tear that off and give that to the person that you're referring to, so that they would go then online. And you can even put maybe a QR code on the back, so they just go straight and apply. Um, and put um, and, and and then on the back of it is the the um, employee's name who referred that person. So they'll go apply and then put that um, that name on there. Um, and then the other half is a tear off where you'll take it to HR and drop it in a box or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it at my last company, but I'm just now kind of moving. I moved companies eight, nine months ago, 10 months ago. And so, uh, so I'm about to implement it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. That's a great design. Great idea. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, we have another, uh, unless somebody else has another question, we have another weird, uh, case and, you know, I, I don't know what can be done about this, but, uh, you know, essentially buyer's remorse, right. You, you know, you had, you have a referral come in, they, they've made it to their 90 day. They're not at a, a point where the, the uh, you know, the incoming employee is, is at a fireable point, but the hiring manager is not thrilled with them. And it sure looks like it's going south and they're not going to be here for much longer. And they're not thrilled with paying out a bonus on that mm-hmm. person. Uh, what do you do in that situation? Yeah, I think you just, you got to simply align it to your orientation period policy. And so, you know, that, mm-hmm. that would just be me realigning the 90 days to whatever time frame. Uh, an employee needs to go through their orientation cycle, you know, somebody's got to make a decision whether or not that person makes it in or out of uh, orientation. And for us, that was six months. So I think sure. you just got to align those two, two dates. And I think that problem goes away. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And at a certain point, I mean, this is a problem with, uh, you know, a- agency uh, uh, fees with, with referral bonuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's always going to be a point uh, where you just have to take, take yeah. the good with the bad and you're going to get more good than you're going to get bad. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. So, all right. Anyone else? We're you know, we're now we're over time here. So, any other questions? Uh, we've got a lot of people saying thank you, and that's awesome. So, we'll give uh, Matt one more plug. Uh, it, it you know I think uh, talent acquisition in the trenches. You can see it in a lot of places. Spotify, right? Any anywhere else people should yeah, go. Yeah, anywhere for you it. can find your podcasts and uh, healthcare specific. But uh, obviously, I'm happy to riff on uh, you know anything TA. So. Uh, I've got, uh, and, and uh, Norman, I can send you the deck if you want to post it to your community. You can do mm-hmm. that as well. 
Um, and so uh, you know, happy to engage, uh, you know, LinkedIn, otherwise, uh, you know, anywhere else. So. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. We'll, we'll, we'll put those links up there. We'll put the deck up there. We'll put links to, to the podcast up there and sure. uh, yeah. Thanks again, Matt. And thanks yeah, everybody. Man. Great questions. Great conversation. Yeah, great great and, session. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll see thanks you all for the next opportunity. Week. Yeah. yeah we'll thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. We want to thank you for listening to TA in the trenches. We are produced by Iron Mike and his team at Ironbound Media. Keep up the great work team. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and check out all of our episodes at knacker.com. That's N-A-H-C-R.com. You also can find me out on LinkedIn where you'll find quick show riffs. Feel free to ping me. I always respond. Bye for now.